<laughs> oh my god so uh while my brother was here he watched get out for the first time no way yes is it was he, great is he scared oh yeah he's he scared stop dating white women he's like well he doesn't date white women but he was like he used to back in the day he was like all black men need to see this movie because it's real this could happen <laughs> this could happen at any point in time they really did this shit they was picking niggas out like cherries they were like oh i like this tree they was braiding niggas they had bulls and shit oh god <laughs> and he just lost his ever-loving mind i don't know if he was just too high to watch it. he was like oh this movie done ruined my whole day every white lady he saw on the streets was like oh she's perpetrating look she's trying to get him run young nigga run oh my god and then he watched boondocks it was great uh. And then everybody we saw, he was like, I wonder if Uncle Ruckus is on that Get Out shit. Somebody took over Uncle Ruckus. And that's really what happened. And they really got niggas out here like this. Do they have the technology? Hypnotherapy's a thing, right? They could really be doing this to niggas. Now we gotta be on the lookout for Get Out? This shit is real, right? (laughs) I was like, no. He was like, now I gotta check on some homies. He was like, is the opposite true? Is there gonna be a movie for black women? They can't be dating these white men, man. It's not safe in the streets. It's not safe. <laughs> oh my god. It was great. I had a barrel of laughs. He also um raided the hell out of our snack drawer. Oh, of course. You're 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 I feel like your brother's a hungry boy. Oh, he's a hungry, hungry man. So, um, yeah, I guess like back in Hawaii, his girlfriend doesn't really allow him to get down with the junk food like that. So he came and he opened the drawer and he was like, oh, it's a thing of beauty. Because we have um, like popcorn and like all the movie candies. Because sometimes we'll have movie nights and we'll just make popcorn and we mix in like M&M's and all kinds of different other chocolates and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we have all these big bags of M&M's from Walmart. <laughs> And he was just like losing his mind over the peanut butter M and M's. I oh swear he God. ate like straight up like two cups, legit of M and M's, and like half a package <laughs> of like pecan Sandy's cookies. Oh, it was great. It sounds great. I kind of miss eating that stuff, but I kind of don't miss eating that stuff at the no, same it's time. Okay, you don't yeah. really have to miss it. It's fine. <laughs> I just like having the option. But yeah. Now, now I'm trying to be a good kid, and I feel the same way. I I look at it; it's there, and I'm like, no, I don't really need that. You look at the ingredients, and you're like realizing how much of your food is not actually like real food. Yeah, yeah. No, I was given a reality check. Also, we're like really. We were super loud. Yeah, I know why we were so why loud. Why are we so loud? I'm so loud. Yeah, you especially. I'm, I'm especially loud. I think that's kind of like a Kylie characteristic, though. It's just, I naturally project. I mean, I don't hate it. This is, I don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Cast a Drive. This is your girl, Sometimes V, and here with me. Yo, it's Kylie Too Smart. I'm just Kylie Too Smart. I'm feeling very braless and flawless right Ooh, now. I also wish to be braless and flawless. I took my bra <laughs> off the other day and I was like, you know what? Bras are from the devil. This is some bullshit. Let's set those boobies free. 
Oh, I know. There's there's been like some studies about how um, it actually messes with your muscles, your chest right? muscles, and circulation yeah. and everything. And circulation, like. I like bras, but I like bras as an accessory, not a need. Yes, that's true. And like, I find, you know, it's strange because, you know, breasts are all soft and cushy, but I break my wire bras <laughs> like none other. And I'm like, how is this happening? I like, I go through bras, like, it's not even like at work, I'll be pulling like the wires out of my bra at work. It's just, um, yeah, it's a problem. Bras and I don't get along. No, I, I feel it. I sometimes will think like oh am i having a heart attack no that's my no, underwire stabbing my the underwire. shit out of me stabbing <laughs> the ever living shit out of me yes 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 but other than that how's your week going oh my gosh I heard my... you made a success oh, you made it through a couple successes yes my week has been so beautiful you know uh the last podcast where you were asking how my week was going and i was like yeah you know i'm just gonna try and stay positive and take actions toward doing so um, and I manifested that shit for myself. Work. So I got my job. Yes. Yes. Thank God. Thank the Lord. That's the worst thing when you get laid off someplace and they're like, oh, we're just going to give you less time than what you're expecting. Yeah. And then... Like a whole month short, <laughs> shorter than what you thought you were going to get. And you're like, fuck. Like, how am I going to hustle for them bills? Keep hustling. So basically, uh, for any of you guys out there who are looking for a job and wondering, um, I got my hustle just by like literally keeping communication just regularly um i was emailing back and forth with this potential job checking up with them uh if not every day every other day like usually at the same time in the morning just so they really know that like hey i'm serious about this job i want this position like i'm available you guys are like priority for me and um it worked it worked really really well for me in my case so that was really uh ecstatic my mom had her 61st birthday. Woo, happy, happy birthday! birthday. <laughs> my brother came out from Hawaii, and we went to go see George Clinton in Parliament. Yo, oh, G-Funk. That's, that's so funny. Is life, and life is rhythm. Yes, it was amazing. Um, it was a show at The Catalyst, which like was full the energy was crazy. I do wish the sound was a little more on point, but this it's sh- the catalyst. It's like, the catalyst. Yeah. Was, okay. It, just to be sure, it wasn't in the atrium, right? No, no. Okay. No. It was in the main catalyst. It was the main catalyst. Because okay, that guy puts on a fucking show. Yeah. No. Like, I mean, it was like, still amazing, but it, you got to think they had three generations in this. So it was like a lot of people on stage. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of different moving pieces, several guitars, several everything so many mics for everybody and it was just really interesting to hear um like the sound Mm -hmm. through the generations and uh, who's going to be carrying on what different like legacies and everything it was just amazing it was an amazing show my mom got to see him back in the 70s and was like seeing him again now with like all his grandbabies and she was there with her baby she was having a blast they sang happy birthday to her at the end it was freaking amazing so. Are you saying happy birthday to her? Yeah, they called yeah, her out. They called yes. her out. Mom. Well, because, you know, like, after the catalyst, usually after the show's over and, like, everybody's pretty much cleared out, like, they'll mm-hmm. come down and everything. And so we were, like, one of the last people who were there, like, taking pictures and just talking and everything. And my brother's seen him, like, several times and has, like, gotten to know um, George Clinton's wife and everything. And, like, they gave him a, a pin for his hat, which he wore. And he was, like, nice. a big old stan. It was great. <laughs> it was just so cute to see my brother stand out. So, uh, I, it was amazing. 
Yeah. Uh, and Calus then, is over in Santa Cruz, right? Yes, it is in Santa Cruz. It's been in the Santa Cruz since the 70s. I guess it was somewhere else previously, but then it got relocated. But it's been there forever. Like, major acts have gone through. I think I've seen, like, some of my favorite shows at the Catalyst. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I would always stop by that record store that's, like, right next to it. Yeah. Every time I would... There- I, there was a show there, so I think I've been there to see, like, I saw The Grouch there, I've seen Atmosphere there. Yes, I've seen Atmosphere there, too. I saw, um, my favorite, one of my favorite rappers, who's more of a performer, but he's, he's a rapper named Prof, like... Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my unhealthy, my unhealthy, uh, <laughs> fangirling about Prof. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I can't even tell you, like, how many times I've seen Tech 9 there. Like, uh, I don't even know. So many... How does he fit everybody in that place? I don't know. He just does. It's amazing. Because <laughs> the Grouch had his, like, Christmas special show. Mm-hmm. Um, how the Grouch stole Christmas. And he would have um, the Living Legends there. And, like, it was packed. Super, super packed. Plus Murs, Like, Murs was also... Yeah, so it was a lot of, like, people coming off stage, people coming on stage, mm-hmm. um, just, like, trying to make room, and you can see them, like, in the side, little yeah. side wings and everything. Um, but no, yeah, it was it was incredible. Uh, I love awesome. that space. That's... That, yeah, that, that place was really good. Um, but not a good place to be if you leave your purse around, which my purse got stolen. Yeah, no, don't leave your purse around. Like, it was funny. Uh, Luckily, I had my... <laughs> I, my purse was stolen and my umbrella was stolen, but I was, I kept all of my, <laughs> in the boobies. I kept my money and my wallet in, in my, in my, in my bra, which I guess that's what bras are useful for. That's what for. bras are for. I can't tell you, I've smuggled many a thing in les boobies. In les boobies. Les boobies. <laughs> okay. And then, Sorry. what are you looking forward to? Oh, okay, so I'm looking forward to actually starting my job. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Good. Um, also, I went to Stitches West mm-hmm. 2020 in Santa Clara yesterday, Sweet. and I got a bunch of bomb-ass yarn. Uh, so I am, like, super excited to start some projects. I got um, some really awesome free patterns that I want to try out, and I'm going to use my cheap acrylic yarn first before I go in with this, like, bomb, beautiful mohair and, like wool yarn that I have oh it's so soft and so luxurious I can't even um so yeah, yeah I felt it was really soft I, I want that as a pillowcase yes. even <laughs> oh my gosh and then I saw so you know those giant bundles of yarn where they like arm weave mm-hmm. I saw somebody made a pom-pom out of like two of those huge bundles and it was giant it was like you could sit on it it was amazing I really wanted it it was like 65 dollars because that yarn is like no joke um which I guess in retrospect is not that bad. Yeah. Because some of those yarns can get really, really, really expensive. Mm-hmm. But it was like, oh, I had already dropped like uh, almost like $200 on yarn. And I was like, oh, next time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's and what I'm looking forward to. The last time I bought yarn, it was, I put it in my hair. Because you can, you I saw can t- do twists with it. I saw a whole booth of just yarn that was perfect for hair. So next year. Next year we're going to plan. We're going to get a bunch of those. Like, I kid you Dude, not. I would love to do your hair with those. Please. Look, yes. I got my tax return. I was like, ooh, I was... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go to Oakland. I'm going to get my hair did because I don't. I got my monies now. So, yeah, we're going to fall out. It's fuzzy. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, like, I, 
I went to go get my hair cut the other day, and I actually didn't get it cut. Oh, God, no, I could never. I This is why I cut my own hair, because things never happen right in the salon. They either try to, like, straighten it or, like, blow it out or cut it wet. Oh, I'm like, dude, this is just not how you treat curly hair. Please no, that's stop. that's not what happened. I oh, actually happened? went to a, a, it's a call, it's a place called Ponies. Pony Studios. Pony Studios. It's over in Oakland. They were doing a clinic and they were asking for women with super curly hair to be their model. But it turns out that I asked to be their model 10 minutes too late. Oh, boo. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, we would still love to have you here in case someone cancels. So uh, could you, you know, like, could you be an alternate model? Mm -hmm. I went, sure. And so I signed up to be on that list, but it turns out all the girls showed up. But, like, I was in a full studio of, <laughs> I was in a full studio of, like, curly-haired goddesses. Gorgeous. Like, it was crazy. Like, one girl came in, and she had, like, the big, like, ringlets, like, naturally. And I'm like, you are too adorable. And, like, she's like, I just want it to be more round, because there's some parts that make it look flat, and I don't like it. I'm like, but it's so perfect it's as so it perfect is. It's so perfect And then I came in there with my hair, like... Freshly washed, freshly like detangled, not like frizzy, frizzy, mm-hmm. but like after when you get out and detangle it, and, like the girls walk in, they're like, "Oh sh- shit, are you one of our models?" And I went, "No." no. Like, well, I said I'm like the backup model. And I'm like, trying, and they're like, "Fuck!" <laughs> like, they, I can see under their breath that they're like, they're like "Who Fuck, can we I just, bump off this I wanna, stage?" Yeah, no, who do we bump <laughs> off the stage? Break a leg, sweetie. <laughs> Uh, but they asked me to keep in touch, so then that way I can get my hair properly cut. But I didn't Fuck get my hair yes. cut. But I did get this um, nice apple cider <gasps> Yay. Um, conditioner and yes. shampoo combination. And it's been doing my hair really good. Uh, right now, if you were to see what I look like right now, it doesn't look very convincing because my hair is up. And I sprayed a bunch of silver in it because I want gray hair. <laughs> it still looks good, though. No, it still looks great. I, I really like the apple cider vinegar because... Like, most people, when they ask us, like, oh, you don't shampoo every day? I'm like, no, because that shit will, like, dry my hair out and destroy all my natural oils and everything. Yeah. But the apple cider is, like, really gentle. Yeah. So I'm like, oh. So right now I'm working with that, and I would love to get another, like, side of that. Uh, but I got it for free, so something tells me that that was really expensive. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for us is expensive. I know. Girl, black girls got struggle, right? Girls. Um, Curl struggle. I guess I can talk about my week. Is that okay? Yeah, talk about your week. Um, what happened in your week? Enough about my week. I celebrated uh, Jonathan Grothy's uh, Drunk on Games birthday shenanigans. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Jonathan Happy Grothy. Birthday who's also been on the show before. Um, so he had a huge game night at his house, and it was really fun. Like I saw a lot of people who regularly, regularly show up. Um, so that was cool. Um and then I saw Sonic the Hedgehog, which was really cute. Uh, it was it was very predictable plot plotting for the movie, mm-hmm. but all in all, like if they didn't point out all of the obvious references, but they did do it in puns. Okay, so like <laughs> so punny, so punny this movie. <laughs> so like for example, like sorry, this is kind of a spoiler if you haven't watched it yet. But spoiler like, alert. Basically. Like, Jim Carrey shows up, like, Big Daddy Robotnik. (laughs) And he's, like, puts his arms out in display, like, showing the person that he is. Because it's literally just 
it's Dr. Robotnik if he was Jim Carrey. Like, that's what, <laughs> that's what any character that Jim Carrey is, right? It's Jim Carrey as Jim Carrey. It's Jim as Carrey as Dr. Jim, Robotnik. Yeah. It's Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey who's cosplaying. Like, <laughs> that's who it is. And so he comes out in the scene, his hands are up, and you see all the drones, like, come up from behind him. Ooh. And then he goes, look what came out of my egg sacks. Wow. <laughs> and I'm wow, like, wow, wow, I get it. You're the egg man. I get it. I am the egg man. <laughs> but he also just basically said look at my fucking big dick in this movie look look at my egg sacs yeah but uh the movie in itself there was a lot of references like you know if you played the sonic games before you're familiar with the sonic universe even if you played like sonic heroes i was like what if you never played but only watched the television series as a child the television series i think is just as I think would give you some good ideas of what's going on. Yeah. Like you would understand like who the who the main character is, is Sonic, and also <laughs> Sonic. the other main antagonist is Doctor Robotnik or the Eggman. Um, but there's a bunch of other side characters that you don't really know who play part of the story. It's kind of like Detective Pikachu, where oh yeah, you did see Detective <laughs> Pikachu because you're oh, late in the game. I failed. But there's always like new side characters that they introduce to carry the story. Yes. Um, I'm perpetually but, late to the game. Yeah, so like you'll see like the echidna, but they don't say that it's the echidna, but you see them and you're but like, you know okay, it. but you know. Um, they talk about, you can hear all of the motifs from the game and the motifs from like maybe even the TV show. Um, the only thing that I did not hear is Gotta Go Fast, the theme song from the TV oh, show. Oh, the actual <laughs> thing that I might recognize? Yeah. The one thing. Or like the song from, uh, which game is that? I think it's like Sonic DX, I can't remember. Oh God. I, it's like you don't hear the Set Me Free song, which everybody knows. I'm trying to pull up the song on YouTube. There we go. So yeah, I didn't hear that. I feel you were pretty accurate. You did a good job. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. But anyway, you get the point. So I think I liked your version better, actually. I would have preferred Oh my god. Oh dear lord. We're gonna have... But no, they did not do that song in the movie. <laughs> no. It's the one thing they wanted. To oh my out. god. Um, but yeah, and like you, but you hear like one of the main themes from like the Green Hill theme and stuff like that. So, and also the movie takes place in Green Hill, Montana, which Green is like... Green Hill, Montana. Which is the biggest like, wow, okay moment in the movie. So... Well. Yeah, but it's good. I, I give it... I would say... Four out of five, just because the plot was really predictable, but it's Sonic and it's cheesy and like you want a bunch of kids to follow along to it. So, okay. Yeah. Like they even did like the freeze frame, like wondering how I got in this situation. <laughs> Talks about my story. <laughs> and then when they go back to that situation, it's like, see, and this is how I end up at this situation. You know, it's just uh, Thank like you. That. But thank I saw that movie. I went with Cash and saw that movie. I took him out on a little date. Ooh, did he get that red lobster? Oh, he didn't. He got he got some fancy uh, ice cream. Oh, uh, well, whatever the vegan version of red lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's is maybe the vegan version of that is veggie grill. <laughs> I took him to good karma for those buns. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yes, for them Buddha buns. For them Buddha buns. You know, because our time together is very spiritual. Yes, so spiritual. <laughs> 
Oh my god. And so anyway, uh, yeah, so that was kind of like my week. I kept it simple. Um, and then I guess what I'm looking forward to is... Um... <sighs> We're going to skip past your whole oh, performance the of uh, The Week oh, Before with yeah, Sweet Haya. How yeah. dare you? Okay, because sorry. you were a brilliant shining star and I love you so much. Thank you. Kylie was in the front row, guys. Yeah, she was dancing her. Yes, I was. I pushed those little skinny people out the way, and I was like, "Bitch, if you ain't gonna move, you you gotta move. You gotta, you gotta move. move right now, right, right now, right now. and now, because <laughs> my hips don't lie." So I performed with Sweet Haya last Saturday. Yes, she did. A nice Bay Area funky grooving group. Um, lead singers in the hall. I know the drummer Kosuke Okamura from uh, from from college. Like, yeah. That, those were some good times. But uh, Kosuke hit me up and he goes, hey, so I have this big elaborate plan to to propose to my to my future fiance. Oh my God, it was so sweet. And I went, oh yeah? And then he goes, do you want to be part of the plan? I went, first of all, how come I haven't met her? Uh, but second of all, I was like, yeah, dude, like, you were so cool in college. Like, I'm down to help out. And he's like, so we're going to do a brass flash mob. Yeah, um, For so those good. listening, I do play trombone. She um, does. And she so, <laughs> so the whole point was to surround the fiance during one of the songs and then, like, play a bunch of music. And then, like, the, the lyric was something to, like, what was the lyric? It was, um... Who do you want? Janelle. Yeah. Who do we want? Janelle. And so uh, we all had to like sing that and play like some fatty ba- brass lines, which is like, I think it was like one of the first times that Sweet Haya had a full brass section. Oh, it sounded so great. Oh, it And did? then they did. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And then the other thing I really love is like, they really took the time to introduce each of you guys like more than once. They introduced you guys when you came up on the stage. Mm-hmm. They introduced you guys afterwards. Like it was just a real, it felt so like familial and there was so much <laughs> love and celebration and I was just like oh I cried it was beautiful I'm so glad you liked it yeah no I was just like oh I hope this goes right <laughs> oh it went it went it went very right it went so very right yeah because that's always like my my thing with uh performances I'm like oh let's see how it goes no everything sounded great like super cohesive um the sound was really nice um, in there, which I was glad because by the time they got to the third band, it was like they kind of like worked out oh, some yeah. of the glitches. Oh yeah, like they were on it. No, knows what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, like it was like my favorite venue in San Jose. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, but yeah, like it was fun. It was like a really fun time, and I'm really happy for Kosuke. She said yes. She said yes. Yeah. Usually, I'm kind of anti-public proposal. Yeah, because what if you want to give her the option to be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like, you're we really got, great." Like, but... we gotta talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, her parents were there. His parents were there. Everybody was there. So if, it seems like if there was a lot of faith between a bunch of people, like I didn't hear. Like, you know, when people kind of do, like, the side corner, like, gossip, like, well, I don't know this Janelle, or I don't know about the Kosuke. Like, you know. like <laughs> Kosuke. Kosuke. <laughs> I don't know if he's a good man who's not drinking in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, uh, he, everyone was, like, in full confidence, yeah. like, super happy for him. I was happy for him because he's just always been, like, a nice guy, so... Um, yeah, it was just a good, good performance, and it was always good to, like, hang out with those guys in general, um, especially since it's been a couple times. So, um, anyway, sorry, there was, like, a lot of feedback. Oh, I'm 
so sorry. No, it's okay. That was me. I don't know why phones do that to the mic, but like stupid one, phone. That was yeah. my bad. Yeah, noob here. <laughs> Perpetually late to the game. Uh, Sorry. anyway, so, and I guess, yeah, and I also saw the leak this week. The leak. The leak is a, 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 a Las Vegas, <laughs> can't talk anymore, right? No, you cannot. <laughs> was a Las, is a Las Vegas based, uh, rap, a hip hop band. Okay. And, um, and basically they came in for the San Jose Winterfest and then also another group called Slim Thick. Ooh. Featuring my girl Joy Hackett uh, on vocals, and she's like kind of like the face of that group. Um, and so she uh, like killed it. Like she did a bunch of Erica Badu covers. Yeah, yeah. And she did a Mary J. Blige cover. <gasps> I love it. And then J. she did Blige. one of my favorite songs that she was written called Neurotic, and it was so good. Like she's done a big band version with Summer Street before, but Ooh. it was just, yeah. It was really good. Touched so I guess I did more this week than I thought I you did. You did a lot yeah. this week. I love how you were just like, oh no, I did. I went to a birthday party and it was great. And you're like, um, ma'am, <laughs> you had like a whole ass adventure. I think this is just me every week though. Like something always comes up. Like yes. something always comes up. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm looking forward to, to be honest. I just. You know, I'm cruising right now. Maybe I'll better news next week about what I'm looking forward to. No goals. There's upcoming events, things you wish to see come to fruition. Um, so I guess being on vegan, I already lost like five pounds. Yay. So that's a good start. Um, veganism also kind of jacked up my cycle. So like, I don't know what I'm starting. Yeah, that's a thing. So I'm like. My my ovaries are talking. They're like, hey, hey, like we're gonna happen. We're gonna, you know, just put down that red ni- or the red Nile down on you. I'm like, I'm I'm ready. I'm prepared. Where is it? Done, <laughs> it would've been great done. if it happened today, so I can deal with day one shit today instead of tomorrow. tomorrow. So it's been kind of a weird like adjustment. Yeah, because it, it yeah because it messed me up last month too. Yeah, like, I was like seven days late. I was, like, looking at my boyfriend, like, yo, so if something doesn't pop out in, like, three days, like, I don't want something to pop out in nine months. Not I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready. <laughs> so, um, that's just the reality of it. Okay, speaking of sexual health. Sexual health. Tell me, what's going on with this interracial porn bull troop? What? Okay, so, well, first question, that. do you watch porn? I do. Do, but not regularly. Not regularly? Okay, so um, I've been watching porn since high school. It's a good at least 10 years of porn. Uh, and, like, there's so much that you can find, uh, like, different types of porn. Um, I really enjoy right now. It's, like, MTF porn, but I've been finding a lot popping up in my feed more, which is like kind of weird, like mm-hmm. odd interracial porn, but it's mostly like, ooh, BBC, just like big what? black cock, which, uh, yeah, uh, it's just like a bunch of like tiny white girls and like big black dicks. And it just gets like really weird real fast for me, at least. Yeah. Looking at it, because then when you do see porn where it's, like, two black people together, they always make it sound like, oh, she's, like, some fat-ass hoe or blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, kind of hard to find um, 
like sensual porn. I see I a have... lot of like porn for women. Oh my god. Like there's a what's that? I remember the main porn sites being like I had a weird red tube run red tube Pornhub is still like my <laughs> staple if you open my phone and like try to get to google i guarantee you like the top three sites would be like Pornhub, google amazon like that's that's just how how it be but that was like a while ago that was that yeah, was just a long me time being ago. like so my Exploring. excuse yeah my excuse was like okay what's really going on with sex because this is after I what lost is my vir- what is this is after yeah what this is, is it? after i Lost my virginity mm-hmm. and I moved away. <laughs> and so and then you looked at porn to see what sex is, which is also another like weird. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. It, I I maybe I did it backwards, but I also was like, no, scared. you did not do it backwards. Oh, okay. I think um, like I think <laughs> no. There's a way of doing it backwards. There's a way. I think too many people look at porn and then think that like real life sex is gonna be like porn, and you're like, nah, bruh. Like, please do not just jam it in like that. And just go ham. Like, there's preparation. Please warm up first. Drink yeah, your like, water. I just... <laughs> Do your kegels. <laughs> I know. Do your kegels. Um, well, I've been doing kegels a long time because you know Be nice what... nice to the vagina. You know what my fear is? Mm. Pissing myself. That's a lot of women's fear. Like, a lot of... I've been seeing also um, a lot of squirting videos and um, a lot of, like, just listening to discussions on, on mm-hmm. um, like, women who can squirt, women who can't, um, women who are just, like, afraid of it, or when you're, like, first experimenting, mm-hmm. um, because, like, you feel nervous, and then you're like, oh, am I going to pee or something? But it's like, how much trust do you have in your partner? How much trust do you have in yourself? Like, Oh, relaxing. no, I was talking about, like, if I'm 50 years old and I sneeze and I piss myself. <laughs> like, that's what I'm talking about. She's like, oh, no, that's no. not squirting at all. <laughs> She's got the squirts and not in a hot way. Achoo! Okay. Achoo! Oh, I'm wearing these nice yellow pants and there's a stain. Oh, I'm Fergalicious right now. Oh, Ooh. ouch. Do you like that reference? I don't. I, I, I do not. <laughs> No. Oh my god. Um, for anybody who knows, just Google it. No, uh, no, no, don't. Um, so <laughs> you're in trouble. Get it? Oh my god. I'm delicious. Stop it. And I'm you're in trouble. And stop I'm, it. And my fitness. No. I do these. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> we have gone down a bad, bad touch, bad okay. hole. Okay, bad wrong hole. hole. But wrong, wrong, wrong hole. hole. That's that's the tape. Please don't. Pain all, all day. Don't don't warm a hole, please. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, like I the thing the most thing that I would get mostly uncomfortable with porn, and again, I'm not saying I'm not kink shaming porn. <laughs> <laughs> um, is that there was these girls who would just like make these really like obnoxious noises that don't naturally come out. Yeah. And so I'm like, are you okay. talking about the atrocious acting? Yeah. That is the fake orgasm? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's that. And then there's also the um there's also the whole like massive dick in a tiny girl because it's like, oh my gosh, like please don't fuck me into my tummy like that looks like that tears things apart mm, you'd be ovary buster um let's be very clear that the average vagina canal vaginal canal, vaginal canal. <laughs> is about four inches average. Average? i think it's i think it's average i'm yeah. pretty sure it's like eight 
Is it eight? I'm pretty sure it's like eight. Fuck. Am I fact being fact checked? I took you a might class. Be being I took a class. Okay. Someone told me it was four. And it was a, it was someone who let's see, four inches average. It might be like four I'm inches so... to the cervix, but I'm pretty sure your walls extend beyond that. So Oh well that's what I mean. Before okay. the cervix hits, okay. right? Like that's I'm talking about like four inches before the cervix hits. Okay. Yeah. That's so don't be hitting cervix. I was the like... cervix doesn't feel good. No, this the cervix does not feel good. Um so yeah, like there's that, and so it's like we're encouraging people to just like shove everything that's like mega long. But also, it's like we stretch; it's okay. Like yeah, it's just I don't know. I just get really uncomfortable by it because it's just like it okay, looks like but it then hurts, and then the vice versa of it is like I do see a lot of big women who I only see with just black men, like to also. Like, and I don't, again, this this is what I'm trying to say is like, we don't have to create the stereotype where a big black woman has to be with just a black man. It could be with any man. Like, I think it's okay to- want a big dick um, because it's a lot of ass to get past. I couldn't tell if that was us or if that was upstairs. Was that us? The clink clunking? I think that was upstairs. Okay. That's upstairs. They're getting rowdy. Hey. Hey. (laughs) No, but that was the thing is like, there's this weird- subjectivity where it's like how did I put this this is treading on weird water but I feel like there should be more shapes and sizes promoted on porn true that show a a sense of like variety like a more variety of compatibility but also can we stop saying bbw for women who are like size 14 because that's ridiculous oh, and then there's yeah. like ss bbw for a size 24 you're is like that why? super bbw yeah like I'm a super, super size bbw which super is size bbw it's like really oh, do you have no. to go there can i yeah this is a whole thing yeah so that's what makes me really uncomfortable is like that because then it's like but also, it depends more, like, on the type of porn you watch, too, because if you're yeah. watching more, like, amateur, mm-hmm. then you're going to see, you know, more human bodies that are, like, you know, not the porn normative, which is, you know, like, super slim or... Yeah, and I also need more, like, different versions of labias. Labias, ah, yes. So, labias yeah, in cause... all different sizes because everyone's like it's it's just a it's just one slit no what lips there's layers like layers of labia (laughs) my favorite twitter post is like someone made someone was just like this is what people think that labias look like but this is what labias actually look like and someone was like it looks like a roast beef sandwich (sighs) and i'm like well it doesn't have to look that ex- it I don't know. Yeah. Well, but, so but also, like, like, there's the- always an average and then there's always people who are outlying on the extremes. Like maybe your inner lips are hanging longer than your outer lips. Maybe yeah. your outer lips, are, you know, are maybe a little poofier and your inner lips are smaller. So mm-hmm. like it, all vaginas are different. Yeah. Yeah, there was and also an art piece love. where I saw, like, flowers kind of describing yeah. what they looked like, too. Which oh, I Georgia really... O'Keeffe. <laughs> yeah, so let's take away the roast beef and say that they all look like flowers. They all look like beautiful orchids. <laughs> but yeah, that was the thing that just, like, kind of drove me insane, where it's just, like, there shouldn't be, like, a stereotype, because stereotypes then play into real life, and then it causes all these issues, and then, you know, who's the audience, right? Well, again, I really think, like, that depends on what kind of porn you're watching. Mm. I 
like I said, I've been watching porn for a long time. So okay. you, you managed to go down like the <laughs> rabbit hole and find um, more interesting things. I love the like women who body mod their labia and they'll have like gauges okay. in their labia and they can have like hooks in there or they'll do like weights. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like the men who get the, was it the, the prince? Oh yeah, yeah, the Prince Albert. The Prince Albert yeah. and um, all different kinds of like fascinating things you can do to your genitalia. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself would not want to just because uh, I think there's like a risk you take with sensitivity and finding like the proper piercer and everything. But it is something that like I enjoy looking at. I think it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think it looks really cool too. Um, personally for me, like I... I'm paranoid that it might get caught on something right. And me then too. I'm oh. like, okay, I'm stuck. How do I get unstuck? Who do we need to ask as a third party to help us oh out? <laughs> My Prince Albert has gotten hooked. Yeah. Or, you know, I'm not going to lie. One, you know how I lost my nose ring? Oh, no. So... Are you giving a blowjob? No, 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 no. And it got lost in the hairs? It no. got lost in the south? It's, it's more of a cute... It's a cuter story than oh, that. Oh, it's, it's way cuter. It's... Sorry. Was, it's far more ladylike. That would have been I, like a Kylie story. <laughs> Kylie lost her... Cash nose and, ring. Cash and I were... Uh, we were putting his pillow in pillowcases. Oh, this is way cuter. Mm-hmm. And then he grabbed one of the pillows and he threw it at me. And the pillow snagged onto my nose ring and pulled it out, and we couldn't find the nose ring because it was tiny. And then we're like, "Oh no!" And Cash is like, "Fuck! I feel so bad." And I'm like, "I'm like, it's okay. Let's just try to find the the nose ring before this pillow fighting." I know the dark side of pillow fighting. He's like, "Fuck that nose ring." (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it actually turns out that I found the nose ring, but I found it like two days too late because apparently. This oh, they healed close up. up so fast. Yeah. I used to have a piercing, too. Um, I don't even know how I lost it. No. Uh, I don't know how I lost it. That was probably... But yeah, but if that happens where, like, you know, I'm with my partner and things get snagged, I can't imagine, like, downstairs oh. and we're fussing around and then something oh, tugs. God. You know what I think Or a about... lot of, like, ow, 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 no, stop, don't do that. Oh, like, you Jesus. know, the like awkward in-between moments. Or, yeah. No, for me, it's like, so I've been hearing a lot of horror stories of, like, women who lose tampons in their vaginas. Oh, I'm like, could you imagine, yeah, I'm like, could you imagine losing, like, a piercing? Yeah. A whole ass, like, no, oh God, or like a ball bearing or something, I don't know. For uh, anybody who's listening and, and <laughs> has these piercings, can you give us some advice on how this works for you? Because yes, we're, we obviously are expressing a lot of fears. So many right fears. Now. So, yeah, just... Email us, don'tcastanddrive at gmail.com. Just tell us what's going on so that way we have a better understanding of how you upkeep yourself with these piercings because yes. whew, I, I am scared. Scared. I'm scared. I'm not going to get one anytime soon. I kind of want to get my nipples pierced though. Just, yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm going to get my nose pierced. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go together. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like I just... Going back to the bull trope, what does that exactly mean? Okay, so it's, like, either some people will do it as couples, Mm -hmm. and that gets, like, more into, like, the cuckolding thing, but it's, like, they call black men their bulls. And they, yes, yes. And it's, like, you get this big black... 
Sorry, go on. No, so it's like, you know, you have like this stereotype. It was like, big black man comes and fucks your white wife type shit. Oh, that is some menstrual shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> some sexual menstrual shit. It's crazy. Um, especially so, like I know earlier I was talking to you about how uh, my brother watched Get Out mm-hmm. for the first time. And that was one of the things that they talk about in Get Out is like um, sexual slavery and, um, like, the breeding of slaves back in the day and, like, the um, sexual abuse mm-hmm. that, you know, these people had to endure. And it's like, oh, yeah, modern day racism is still alive. They got, it's like, you have to pay, you know? It's like, you own this big black dick who's fucking you. It's like, it's, oh, it can get no. real gross real fast. I've seen a lot of them where it's like, um you know, black man fucks racist and she's like calling him all kinds of slurs. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to do this. Who <laughs> doesn't stop doing it? But then you see a lot of um, black entertainers now who are branching out and like forming their own um, production companies. Mm-hmm. Um, King Noir, for mm-hmm. instance, he and his wife have their own. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, production company. And like he. They go around and they, um, like, do classes on, like, spanking and, like, other kind of play and things like that. And they, um, have their own production studios and, like, it's, like, really beautiful and awesome and explorative. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, a really, like, safe, cool space for people of color. Mm -hmm. Any shape, any size, like, they're there for it, there for the culture. But it is something that's, like, really jarring for me to see, like, on Pornhub all the times, just, like... This big black dick with this little white chick, or this big black dick with this big white chick, and you're like, dude, can you stop? Yeah, I think one of the ones I saw were like two black guys like fucking the shit out of these two white girls like right side by side, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and like they were just like racing to see who'd come first. Yeah, it or like, and it's like a lot of the times too, it's like they're they're like typecasting, mm-hmm. and so it's like the behavior. They're like, oh, they want them to be like super aggressive, or like mm. I'm like, dude, this is not even like black men are super sensitive in the bed. Like, what is this? What is this? Oh, I know. Like, I know. Every time I tried to like, excuse me, uh, date a black black man, like I, it they it it takes a lot for them to come out of their shell. Like. For real. I noticed that in comparison yeah. to, like, white guys. I'm not trying to distinguish it, like, white guys versus black guys. But it's been a thing, like, where, like, they're very, like, they want to be careful. They don't want to get hurt. And I'm not saying, like, you know, other races are similar, But, like, usually there's, like, there's always, like, something holding them back. And so, and it's just because they just want to make sure that their feelings are known and that they're being really hurt, hurt, like... As people. And hurt out just as people, like, yeah. Because yeah. I noticed that a lot of times that... You know, a lot of a, a lot of times when there's like relationships, like they, I'm not saying that it's all of them, but like the ones that I've dated, like they feel like they're being talked over. Well, lot. I think what happens is like just, uh, you know, I can only speak from being a black woman, mm-hmm. but you know, uh, I have a brother. He is a black man, and I see how he moves in this world, and I see. Um, like the microaggressions daily all the time mm-hmm. um, and like my boyfriend is black I see the microaggressions mm-hmm. that he goes through even if we go to like restaurants and like sometimes they'll take my order they won't even like ask if he wants anything 
So it's just like, I can see it all the time where it's like, mm-hmm. you feel that daily pressure of not being heard or not being um, seen or not having your feelings taken into account. Mm-hmm. And so I totally understand why, especially in a sexual situation, especially in this day and age of like Me Too, where it can be really scary for black men in particular, men of color in particular, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. open up to their partners, especially if their partner is not a person of color and is not going to automatically understand the There's types a lot of pressure of, that they're under. Yeah, and then because of that pressure, I feel a lot of times that there's a lot of settling and not building. Yeah. Yeah. So or like being afraid to explore things. Yeah. Or not being seen as like manly enough or not being seen as like sensitive enough on the other side. It's just like, uh oh, mm-hmm. everybody has their shit. Some people's shit is deeper than others. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um so a couple of people who I feel like have made, I know I was going to talk about more black history things, but I want to talk a little more about like current things that kind of made black history. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of current things happening that is so exciting. Yeah. Like, um, for example, Matthew Cherry just won an Oscar for oh, Hair Love. I loved it. It was so sweet. I haven't seen it yet. You have not seen no. it, ma'am. You are missing out. So do you want the spoilers? Please. Okay. So I read the book. You read the book. Yeah. So you know what it's about. Yes. Okay. You see this gorgeous little baby with her hair. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I feel like every little black girl knows this struggle so well. It's like you wake up, you got that bed head, um, and mama's not there to take care of it. (laughs) Mom is not there. She's watching videos and the videos are of her mama and her when they used to do like YouTube tutorials together. Mm -hmm. And so it's like 15 minutes to do a hairstyle and she picks one that she likes and she can't get it all by herself. Her little arms are just not being able to work through all that hair. I'm like, girl, I feel you. I'm a grown woman and I struggle working through all my hair. I'm like, can somebody get this for me? Somebody come. I need like extra, extra help. Uh, So then she goes to get her daddy and her daddy is like, not quite up for the challenge. And he tries to put a little hat over her like, oh, here, you're just going to have to wear this little knit cap and mm-hmm. be done with it. Be done with it. Yeah. Sorry, She's baby. Not happy. <laughs> She's so sad. And he walks and he looks like at how dejected she gets oh, no. and like how frustrated she is with her hair. And he decides to like put his grown man pants on mm-hmm. and go to the bathroom and put on that tutorial and work it through with his baby and her hair comes out beautiful. Yay! And they go see her mama and her mama's in the hospital. And it looks like her mom's a cancer survivor whooping cancer's ass because she still looks beautiful with her bald head. She has a scarf on. And they take the scarf off and they pose together and she sees her baby's hair done in the tutorial style that they used to do. She's like proud of dad, proud of baby. It's just such a sweet sweet moment yeah he i remember when he kickstarted this yeah whole movie on twitter and he's like oh i i think i can't remember if it was i think he did indiegogo he did an indiegogo campaign and like he was asking people for money and i saw a Please bunch help. of people just yeah, like 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 tons of donations hell yeah it totally ties in with like hashtag girl dad yeah, he but he called that moment. But yeah, he definitely won an Oscar for best uh, animated short award, mm-hmm. um, and which is amazing because like, like it really puts the light about like literally 
the effort that it takes to maintain our hair. Oh, yes. So many products. Like, you see all the products on the sink. <laughs> Everyone's like, like, we can smell those yeah. products. <laughs> oh, I can smell it. I'm like, there's, there's the pink lotion. There's the jam. There's, <laughs> like, there it is. It's all there. Yeah. Well, yeah. congratulations to Matthew Cherry. Yeah, we're a couple weeks late. You but earned it. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. And then it also turns out that Ruthie Carter, the costume designer for Black Panther, oh opened up her own line for H and M. Yes, and we cannot just say that she's a costume designer for Black Panther because this Good. woman has been around. Um, she first got like her debut with Spike Lee when he was putting out his films, like all those T-shirts that are like iconic in all of his movies. Like she's been on the scene for a long time, mm-hmm. um, making waves and doing beautiful things. Uh, she has a podcast uh, with Jay Versace, and oh, I think it's like Speaking the Truth with Ruth, mm-hmm. and they are so cute together. They talk fashion, um, they talk history. And uh, I think this last podcast, they were talking about, like, New York Fashion Week 2020, which just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, her H&M collection is beautiful. It's, like, super comfortable clothing. I'm really excited to get that red sweater. It's, like, uh, Ruth Carter Designs. It's an R- RCD. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. got, like, the little circle and everything. Um, she's got, like, some sweatshorts. Uh, she's got, like, a few different types of T-shirts. She has this awesome cool hat, like, a little bucket hat. Like, totally taking you back to, like, the 90s, like, stoop kids, bright colors. It's, like, awesome, and I can't wait to see what she's yeah, going to do looking next. At, yeah, I'm looking at these right now. Dope, right? Yeah, like... I really want to see more. Yeah, these are very, like, urban 90s, but yes. current day. Like, current day. I love it. So she was talking about how her, her inspiration for that was just, like, bringing um, some of the flavor from, like, when she was younger, and, the, mm-hmm. like, the Spike Lee movement, and things that were happening... Uh, so I really like, and you know, props to H and M. They had a huge, like, kind of flop um, a little while back where they had like, mm-hmm. uh, like a I think it was a black kid and like a monkey. Oh t-shirt. yeah, with the monkey oh, sweater. The monkey it sweater. It was bad. Real bad. So they are really trying uh, to make up for that. So then not only do they like, have... Like, how did? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh. How how does not anyone in that whole fucking photo shoot? Says, hey, child, here's your you know sweater. Bro, it's still happening, though. Like, uh, I want to say, since we're talking about fashion, New York yeah. Fashion Week, um, there was a model who refused to walk with these goddamn monkey lips and monkey ears. And oh, she was like, no. one of, I think she was like the only model who refused to walk with these monkey lips and monkey ears. And mm-hmm. then later, some designer was like, oh, I didn't even think that it would be racist. Really? You're going to come to America and not consider... What might oh, be it was a perceived. foreign designer. Uh, I think it was, yeah, I think it was an Asian designer. Which oh, I was looking at New York Fashion Week and there were only five black designers in that whole set. Uh, I was like, yeah. Hmm. No, hmm. there's a lot of like weird like menstrual nonsense going on where like people are saying like, oh, I didn't realize it. And I'm like, just do your research. And then also blackface? like we're also in a climate where you need to be a little bit more sensitive to anybody who's African-American because of the history of African-Americans. But also it's neat. It's New York. It's not like there's no black people in New York. <laughs> in New York. I was like, somebody didn't snatch all those off the... Yeah. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Stop it. No. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Stop it. Stop sorry. it. There's like three people I know who hate that song. Yes. Me included. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't hate the song. I just really miss Alicia's vocals from... 
pre-New York. Yeah, so, like, yeah, it, going back to the whole point of that, like, I really don't fucking understand when... I really don't fucking understand. I don't, I don't get it, like, where if you put a monkey on a black child, or if you associate somebody who looks like a monkey. Like, I actually had a friend who made that mistake, where, like, a friend of hers who was an African-American girl, like, she did, like, she... Did the face? Oh God, no! She and, like, puffed her cheeks out. She puffed her cheeks out and like, you know, made a silly face. Stop and then the the other, my friend was like, "Haha, you look like a monkey, bitch!" And then, bitch. and then like a fight occurred. Get the fuck out of here! And then like my friend was really confused. She's like, "No, I wasn't trying to be racist. I wasn't trying to be racist, but you look like a literal monkey, black yeah. kid." And so it was just like, like the girl, like she's like fuck, I didn't mean to do that. Like, that was not my intention. Like, I'm sorry. And, like, you know, just all this, like, I'm sorry nonsense. But Race, I was like, oh. Right. And Zeus. Yeah, but, like, yeah, just be sensitive and just understand the history. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I... Ignorance why is not Why do I excuse. have to walk yeah. around... Why do I have to walk around on eggshells with white people? But white people can't walk around on eggshells with me. You know? And I say this as I'm, like, trying to talk to them and trying to communicate with them <laughs> and, like, trying to make sure that they understand where I'm coming from. Like, and, and it's just, like, a like I'm saying this generally, right? No, I totally understand. And same understand. thing with, like, like anyone, like, in the Bay Area who's, like, the high-class Asian population. I like, why am I walking on eggshells around you and then you're just, like, running me over? Like. And stealing our fashion. And stealing our and fashion. And renaming our hairstyles. Yeah. So, um, that's just, like, a couple things, like, I just get really upset about is, like, there's still, like, a fight to make sure that people need to be better about how to promote the inclusivity with anybody who's black in any platform, um, without taking in, like, without applying, like, racist overtones to it, you know? Like, oh, we need a black person in this workplace. Okay, do you need a black person in this workplace to fit your diversity quota? Or do you need, like, to make your place more diverse so that way you have better input and insight about how to run a business? Yeah, well, no, I was just talking about this the other day um, about, like, writer's rooms in Mm -hmm. Hollywood is where you can, like, there's, you can definitely tell, like, oh, there was no person of color consulted or, like, even in this room when this went down because... Oh, it's just like cringy, you know, mm-hmm. as a viewer. You're like, yeah, did you guys think about this? Like, mm-hmm. before you put it out to the world, I think there was, um, oh, now I'm going to have to go back and do my research. There's some, like, fancy joint, if it was like Gucci or something like that, that put out, um, like, a new model of purse, and, like, one of them looked like a monkey with like the big red lips and everything and they're like oh no this wasn't supposed to be racist they were just all supposed to look like animals but it's like okay you know concept wise sure mm-hmm. cute it mm-hmm. didn't ha- that monkey didn't have to look like that you know what i mean like there's mm-hmm. many a way to do a monkey you didn't have to make it look like that especially since all your other animals were like pastel colored and mm-hmm. like cartoony but not in, like, a real character type way. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's just uh, conscientiousness. Some of these things, it's like, you wonder, how did they slide through? Oh, like, that had to be an active thought. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I guess a step in the right direction is having more... Uh, is having Ruth Ruth's um, line to be present 
in a non derogatory yeah. way. No, and like and not only Ruth, they've actually included I want to say like maybe three or four other designers of color mm-hmm. who are going to be working with them to do some lines. So they are mm-hmm. like definitely taking some steps to. Ooh. Yeah. So they're doing fix better. Their we'll just say that they're doing better. They're doing better. Um. Okay. And then. Some more. Do you want to talk about George Clinton a little bit since you went to see a show oh of his? Oh my god, it was so good. Like a lot of people now don't even know the whole like mothership story, like his background, where it was like you know like it's from outer space and you know he came out of a pyramid and his whole uh, you know purpose of being on this earth is to spread like love and and funk and music and it's just like this beautiful creative space uh and like especially like the young kids I don't think they understand like where a lot of the sampling that they hear in their music now even comes from like I've had people I told people about the show and people were like oh who's parliament I'm like are you serious like (laughs) we want the funk but they know immediately as soon as they hear it you know and like they know it like oh and those rhythms is like they're um god they i feel like they're just so ageless there were all types of people at this show old young um like people of all colors jamming out they had uh since it was like the three generations, they like they had their grandbabies on stage, which I say grandbabies, but you know they're like in their twenties, late twenties, thirties, um, and they're like, of course, doing like hip hop and like metal because funk and like p funk and g funk is just mm-hmm. all this amalgamation of like different sounds and different styles, and um, it was just amazing. So I want to say in ninety seven. Uh, George Clinton and Parliament and God, there's so many people in his band. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't even be able to name them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bootsy, uh, mm-hmm. they were inducted into mm-hmm. the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and this is like the '90s, y'all. '97, mm-hmm. and I want to say last year, uh, they were finally recognized by the Grammys, yo. 2019 this man has been touring and making music for 60 years you know if not more i I saw him on his farewell tour um but this is like his second (laughs) farewell tour because my brother went and saw him on his original farewell tour uh so i was really lucky like i feel like this was an experience of a lifetime and um He's worked with so many artists over the years. The Grammys that he was recognized for was for uh, his collaboration with Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in a How to Pimp a Butterfly How album. How to Pimp a yeah. Butterfly album. Uh, he just dropped, dropped another album. Oh, I can't remember. I think there was like two or three. So... I'm trying to find his some of his songs right now. So, oh, there's so many. Like, yeah. there's... Like, he has a bunch of live albums. So many. They did um, Maggie Brain. <gasps> on stage live it was just beautiful and he does this he broke down in like this spoken word and he just has this voice and he was just doing this like epic poem just on stage it just like reached inside of you and squeezed your heart it was so good and you don't really see performances like this anymore where people are are doing like poetry in the middle of their shit where you still have like a full-on musical background and he's just like out here talking about how his vocabulary is gonna fuck you up and like oh (laughs) it's so good but like slow and just 
articulate and mm-hmm. beautiful. Oh my god, it was um, amazing. Yes. Like I wish the man could just tour forever. <laughs> yeah, I touring is so hard, but you gotta have that mindset to keep it going. For man, years he and years grinds, grinds, yeah. grinds, grinds, and then the fact that he has his family with him. I think that like if it was done any other way, it wouldn't really catch. And what I think is so great about um, like the younger acts that he has incorporated into mm-hmm. his show, he gave these kids the space to like utilize their own creativity and to mm-hmm. get on that stage with him. And he really was like, bro, he had the dancing down. You know what I mean? Like, he was whipping it. He was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and he was, like, encouraging them and giving them the space to, to do the raps that they wanted to do, mm-hmm. to do, like, the metal hardcore that they wanted to do, man. There was, like, mosh pits. There was, like, a little bit of everything. Disco was in there, of course. Like, mm-hmm. man, it was, it was just beautiful. Yeah, I really like how he keeps that inclusivity going, too, because, like, the, when I first saw him, it was a couple of... New Year's ago, mm-hmm. I saw him in Vegas, <gasps> and he was at um, the Brooklyn Bowl, and of course, you know, in Vegas, there's acts everywhere, but yeah. like, I went to go see him because some friends of mine who I saw, like, actually this week, the leak, they opened up for him, Yee. so it was just crazy, like, he just came out in this, like, white gown looking like, <gasps> like, alternate universe sunrise. Yes, from the and, mothership. Like, yes, and it was just One like, like, under a groove. Yeah. Yes, it was so good. So good. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I'm glad he finally made the Grammys. Finally. Finally. But, like, why does it take so long? Why does it take so long? 60 60 years. Yeah, 60 years while Baby Bop Grande is, like, on the list every time. Yeah, always there. Um, So... Nerdcore news. Nerdcore news. Nerdcore news. I started playing Kakarot, which is that new Dragon Ball Z game that came out. It's like an RPG plus an idol game plus Ooh. like a strategy game. It's all it's a bunch of shit all over. It's all it's, the games? Yeah. I thought Kakarot was going to be a RPG simple like as you go, kind of like Spider-Man and God of War, but it's so involved. I love God of War. I gotta say God of War was one of like the first um video games that I really like played from beginning to end in one sitting like at one time and I played it on PSP I think it was around that same time I was talking to you about like Final Fantasy and everything and you were like I can't believe you haven't played these things what's wrong with you (laughs) (laughs) so I'm just like and I tried playing the new God of War I still have to like sit down God of War 3 yes it's it's so kicking my ass it's beautiful it is beautiful but like the controls I think just because I was playing on a PSV like going to like a regular PlayStation and using those (laughs) controls I'm like this goddamn troll has been kicking my ass for like five days straight now (laughs) it's a lot of when you start playing God of War it's a lot of like oh shit you know that you know that Kratos is an old man yeah. And so you have to dodge a lot of the shit before you, before you get new armor and you start getting strong yeah, again. Yeah, I keep dying. Because even so there's fast. been a couple of times I've had to run away from like the the normie, the normal ass like dragars. Yeah. Because I'm like not today, and no. I had to like go like you know because like I I wasn't strong enough to fight them. But now I, mean, I have true. like new game plus, and, and I have just to watch out for like ass. his son, and I'm like his son's also a weak piece. Of sh-. I'm like come on. <laughs> At least when he gets hit, it doesn't affect your health. That's true. He just gets temporarily stunned, and he cries like a little. Bitch. Yeah. Like I, I, I miss 
I miss my mom. Dad, you suck. You don't give me any loving. You try to pat my back twice and you won't do it. He's like, are you going to hit the troll? You should hit the troll now. Are you going to hit the troll? I'm like, go away. I'm trying not to die. <laughs> but uh, we're talking about Kakarot. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, sorry. Kakarot. Kakarot is, um, again, the new Dragon Ball Z game that came out. And anybody who... If I have to, ex- to explain to you who Kakarot is... Oh um, anybody who's anybody knows who Kakarot is. I even know who Kakarot is. Who's Kakarot? Oh, God. Why you gotta do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. So Kakarot is actually uh, Goku's Saiyan name. Um, yeah, like it's his... Um, it's his government name. <laughs> government. Or actually... Government name. No, it's his hood name. It's his hood and name. And then when he comes to the Earth, Goku is his government Goku. name. Okay. Maybe I flipped that. Listen, no, so whoever's like, listening, please no, fix no, it. no, you didn't flip it. You had it right. It was Goku, and then like he goes off world, and they're like, "Nah, bro, you're actually Kakarot." Yeah, cause yeah, cause like he goes to Earth, loses his memory. Yeah, because Grandpa Gohan like says, "Nope, bitch, you're not gonna be this violent like little animal child." Um, and then he names him Goku. And then, like, Vegeta and Raditz comes up onto Earth, like, you know, 18-some years later. And, shit. and they're like, rude. they're like, your name isn't fucking Goku, it's Goku, Kakarot. It's like, what the, what the you're fuck? You're a giant monkey, yeah. dude. What's you're, wrong with you? You're a Saiyan. You were part of the Saiyan race. And Goku's like, that's nice, but I lived here on Earth. I lived here on Earth, <laughs> and I like the food, and yeah. I like the food. There's this lady that I tolerate that had oh my, my first God. son. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, that's another episode I want to talk about. Like, there was a weird episode on Super where Vegeta was straight up like, you don't kiss your wife (laughs) to Goku. And Goku's like, I don't know what kissing is. And Vegeta's like, what do you mean you you don't know what kissing is? You just had three, three boys? No, two boys. boys. Yeah. And then Goku's like, I don't know. And then like Vegeta's like, Okay, because you know Vegeta be fucking the shit out of Bulma. Oh, God, they didn't have sexual health um, conversations with him. He didn't go to sex ed at all. No, he's a straight up a farm boy. Sad. He's like, he's like a current day saying farm boy. Uh, but yeah, so Kakarot, uh, apparently, according to the PlayStation blog, made the third uh, best selling game in January. Um, and it was third place to Call of Duty and Grand Theft Auto, which please kill all the bros who play that game. But speaking of God of War, since we're on that subject, it turns out that God of War is still on the bestsellers list uh, for number 12. And then also uh, just because of the person I am, Spider-Man is 20. Um, Because I just finished playing Spider-Man too. Spider-Man. So it's pretty cool how God of War like came out literally what felt like three years ago and it's still like running strong. Has it been that long? Mm-hmm. Mm. We just got a PlayStation, so that's probably why it like seems super new to me. But the graphics are just like so beautiful. Yeah, the graphics for all these games are getting a lot better. Like if I look at you know playing, like one time I tried to play, um, you know, Shaolin style Wu Tang fighting game on PlayStation. Wu Tang. And it the graphics are just like. You get distracted. Like, I would get distracted and start doing just, like, little side missions where I'm just, like, running through the woods because it just looks so pretty and, like, you step on things and things are, like, fluttering up and there's, like, dust settling and, uh, everything. Um, so it also turns out in another, in another, uh, Dragon Ball Z game that, um, in, I think it's Fighter Z, which is the fighting game for Dragon Ball Z, uh, they're now introducing the girl Saiyans Ooh. and more girl characters, uh, which is really 
nice and finally because I think the traditional girl characters that they had were like Pan and maybe Videl who Pan Pan is Gohan's daughter and Videl is Gohan's wife okay they didn't have what 11 oh and uh, no, no that's Android that's Android 18 Android 18 they probably had Android 18 that's probably in yeah. one of the games I didn't yeah. play I didn't play Z Fighter Z yet but uh, they're now adding in the AU Saiyan girl, Kefla, who's like one of the feistier, like, Saiyan girls. Um, the one with the pink hair? No. No, the one with the pink hair is a fusion between a Kai and... No, no, it's a Kai pretending to be Goku. Oh, okay. Yeah. She should be on there. <laughs> Femme energy. Femme. Uh, that one is uh, Super Saiyan Rosé. Um, Super Saiyan Rose. Oh yeah. When I saw that episode, I rolled my eyes so hard. I'm like, someone please go get me a bottle. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, it's really nice to see that more female characters are being introduced into this game, especially since when I was growing up watching Dragon Ball Z, there was the stigma of like, girls can't go Super Saiyan. There are no girl Saiyans. Like, it's just like this whole gatekeeping that Dragon Ball Z was only like a boys thing. Mm -hmm. And that girls watch Sailor Moon and boys watch Dragon Ball Z. But my fucking anime weeaboo ass was watching both. Everything. Everything. Like, I came in in the middle of Frieza Saga when I was a kid and I was like, yo. I remember actually like reading Dragon Ball first and like thinking that the megas were so pervy. I was like, oh my god, there's underwear in here. <laughs> oh, the in Dragon Ball, the old ones, yes, the panty play was so... The panty so... play was so real. And so it's like, watching it uh, when I got a little older, uh, was just like, oh, yeah, that's right. They were more graphic in the, in the novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, there was a lot of panties and like, pervier jokes, but I think it just came with the territory of anime being in, like, the late 80s, 90s, because, like, no one was really paying attention. (laughs) And it's also, like, same thing with cartoons, right? There was more racial things going on in those cartoons. Crazy. Because, like, we could just get away with it. Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy. (laughs) Or just straight up, like, nasty things. Yes. And so it was just a, it was just the climate at that time that things got swept underneath the rug or like the kids were so distracted by the animation. I didn't know anything about the dirty jokes that were yeah. happening. Yeah. Which I think is that's great. Why, maybe that's why the way that we are yeah, now. <laughs> probably. Um, subliminal. You've been subliminally perverted. So per request of a nerdcore artist that I reviewed last week named Nightwing, now currently Grayson. Yes. This is three. AKA. He told me to check out Kick Flames, who's also part of Otaku Gang, which is a uh, nerdcore collective uh, fathered by Richie Branson. <laughs> you like how I know all those details? Yeah. Yeah. You're so knowledgeable. I'm so knowledgeable. I love the way you whispered Otaku Gang. Okay, that's actually someone else's tag. Wow. That's someone else's tag. And Sorry. He's not part of Otaku Gang. Don't bad. notice me, Senpai. Don't notice. Um, but yeah, like he told me to check out uh, Kick Flames. This guy has been. I never heard of him until uh, Grayson told me to check him out. Um, but like looking at his discography, like he's been fucking grinding. He's been spitting out albums like literally what feels like month after month after month. Ooh. Like, let me look him up real quick. So he made his Adult Swim album last year, his Anime Trap House, his Anime Trap House album last year. So that's two albums in one year. That's pretty Damn. good. Um, and then he already Damn, re- he already released two albums this year, which is Otaku Nami and Seafood and Ramen. Bruh, 
Like, this guy is sitting here just like... This just... year isn't even like three months deep yet, really. I know, and he already released two albums. Like, what the you fuck? just popping out an album a month? Dude, I tell, do? I tell everybody all, all the time, like, the most su- successful producers and uh, hip-hop artists, they just fucking cue their shit up until it's like, release, release, release. But, like, all of his, like, stuff is stays true. So, for example, Anime Trap House, which I listen to, and he also has a video called Poseidon, which is really cute. Mm. It's about him and a girl. Oh. Yeah. Um, There's a girl. Like, Everything is very themed to, like, what current-day nerd culture is. Like, uh, Game Boy, Christmas in July, Custom Exotic, Hentai. He has a song called Hentai, which of I'll just play right now, because why the fuck not? Who doesn't love hentai? Speaking of porn and different porns that you like to watch, do you watch hentai? I don't watch hentai, Have no. you ever watched any hentai? No. <gasps> wow. You're missing out. Some of them are, like, really quality mm. series and everything. Ooh. He says, hydrated. This is that yeah that, yeah that yeah, elbow yeah, pump yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're doing pull ups yeah like, like really yeah, fast pull ups yeah really fast pull ups <laughs> makes you feel strong I feel so strong <laughs> shake that ass make it splash okay sorry he just took some DMT he was um, but yeah like he he's awesome shit like he's pretty good I'm sure some of this was already um. Most of this was probably maybe produced by himself or maybe by, uh, uh, sometimes Otaku Gang will ask, uh, what's his name? AO Lyrical mm-hmm. to produce their music. And so, so they are like truly collaborative. They are truly, yeah, they're Otaku collaborative. Gang. Yeah. And you kind of have, to, how most of these collectors work is that they have to have someone kind of fathering it. So like okay. Richie Branson follows this one and. Um, there's this, uh, NPCC collective, which is, like, nerdy people of color collective, and I don't know who fathers that one, but I know people like Megaran are in it, and Kadesh Flow, and Shubzilla, um, and it's just really celebrating the fact that there's people of color who are doing art or any contentual things, content-like things, and, um, and the sake of, like, community things are into. Yeah. Like, I kind of, I consider, like, being a black knitter also, like, niche and nerdy, and it was, Mm -hmm. like, really wonderful to find, like, one, there was only one booth in all of the booths of Stitches West 2020, only one booth that was run entirely by women of color. Mm -hmm. And I was like, blew my mind. I will find her little link. I think it's, like, Girls Who Die. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's pretty good. I suggest everybody to check him out. Like he, again, a lot of his music's very good. He's very, very, uh, I guess, fluid uh, is the one I'm looking for. And like all his beats are really good. Like, I don't know how else to make it sound more convincing, but like this guy obviously is working hard since it's barely two months into the year and he already has two albums. Two. 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 Not one. And saying like, you know when people like spit out a project and they're like, ah, I I can't wait a little bit. No, he just did two. Wow. Where is he releasing these albums? What are his platforms? Uh, right now, it looks like I'm finding them on everything. So on I everything. found this on Apple Music, probably Spotify. Um, I'm sure he has a band camp. Ding. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. It was, I, sorry. Go ahead. Speaking of nerdcore things and nerdcore-like-ish things, like I wanted to kind of review the Birds of Prey soundtrack because that's been kind of getting a lot of uh, attention lately. Has it been getting a lot of flack? I can't tell people 
like really love it or they really hate it. I saw many uh like lukewarm review on the actual film. Yeah, like some of the reviews I heard that the film itself just kept carrying. Like it kept like it was just it was a drag. No but not like the traditional sense like, Ugh, you're such a drag. But no, the movie just kept dragging. This felt like it was an introduction to a different movie. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but I haven't seen it yet. I was more interested in the soundtrack because there was so much attention being brought up on Twitter about it, where like every the biggest thing everyone was saying, Where's Rico? Where's Rico Nasty? Everyone's like, Rico should, Nasty should be on this album because there was a song on there where a girl for the music video, um, what song was it? I love you did hand quotes, but I don't think they can hear the hand oh, quotes. There was a song, <clears throat> hand quotes, quote unquote song, that um, I guess Sawidi was on, and that um, it should have been, should have been Rico on it instead. Yes, I listened to that song. Yeah, um, but other than that, like everything is pretty much like. <laughs> like the first like I would say four songs you can tell that like basically Nicki Minaj like mothered all these girls <laughs> in regards to style and how they rap especially Doja Cat and I'm not saying that in any like condescending form whatsoever you can just tell that by how okay I was just wondering when you said first four songs because when I listened to it um it was like um the yeah yeah yeahs were in the first four oh. Edith with what Pliaf was like in the first four and I was like well these people have nothing to do with Nicki Minaj yeah so there's this song, which I don't want to get flagged for this, but <laughs> I don't want to get flagged for this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. I ain't trying to. So there's a song called Bass Bitch, which if you listen to it, sounds like Nicki. And actually, um, So with that song in itself, like, it's good. It's really, it grooves. It's really, like, really, like, everything on the song, like, makes you feel like a bad bitch. Like, I felt like a bad bitch in the shower while listening to this whole album. Um, but, like, other than that, I have no complaints about this album, really. Um, but I can definitely hear the, uh, the influences with a lot of these songs. Like, Megan Thee Stallion's on this album, Normani's on this album. Halsey's on this album. Actually, Halsey's song is pretty good. Mm. And everyone doesn't like Halsey. Nobody likes Halsey? Why not? I don't know. I like Halsey. They just find a reason to make fun of her because she's not... She's not... I think the reason why everyone makes fun of her is the fact that, like, she tells everyone that she's black, but she doesn't look black. But it's like, don't take away her blackness because she's doing a different genre of music. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Um, especially since, hello, like, black people have been contributing to rock and roll and metal, like, literally since forever. Mm-hmm. Literally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I really like this album. I'd listen to it um, over and over again if I'm having, like, a bad bitch moment. Like, I might bring this up when bad I go to, like... Bitch. You know, if I go to Vegas or something like that. But yeah, it's pretty good. Um, there are a couple of misses on here. Um, but other than that, like, that comes with any, like, mixtape album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it a lot. Um, that's probably the extent of it. And I wanted to bring attention to it. Oh, so here's the thing. There is actually some controversy going on with it that, like... There are some nerdcore artists who are just like, so we're not going to address the fact that the, that you guys just did a nerdcore album. Huh. Okay. I don't want to call this a nerdcore album. Yeah, I didn't think it was a nerdcore album. It, 
all. I thought it was like way too mainstream. Um, like, like that club scene, like um, like the Stallion sound. Like it mm-hmm. was way too uh, like pop radio, really, to be a nerd. What? What was? The, I don't why were they re- saying it was nerdcore? They were saying it's nerdcore because since Birds of Prey are DC characters, they're comic book characters, right? Like, yeah, but that doesn't mean the, the soundtrack that goes like along Cassandra to the movie, King, Harlequin. Um, but I don't hear any influence. The only thing that I see that's influential in the nerdcore genre is the fact that they just did an album for the movie Birds of Prey. Yeah, no, that was like totally like, and these were a lot of there's songs no, that already existed. That it wasn't really like made specifically for the movie. I heard there was like a lot of 007 um, like motifs in there. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of just like minor um like the music, music, yeah, the music fits the theme for the movie. For the movie, but it, I wouldn't. There but wasn't the anything mo- necessarily the music, yeah. like straight up nerdcore about it. I don't hear any references to Harley Quinn. None of these songs. If I look through the track list, what what I think constitute as nerdcore is like you have to have titles or some titles. Like for example, if I go back to uh, Kick Flames, I think the one with so with Saweetie, they talk about Harley but is like writing my Harley, like I'm Harley or something. You know what I mean? Like a line here or there where okay, it's like so reference, but not like a whole Not a strong enough. Yeah. yeah. Not a strong enough reference to say like, she's really talking directly about the film. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. Like for, yeah, I don't see anything you're correlated. I don't hear enough references to DC characters. I don't remember any of them talking about Cassandra Cain. I don't remember talking them about anybody about a Joker. Um, and so I, and I don't hear enough puns and also the, the, the whole thing with, um, yeah, there's not enough content in the song saying that it's like, none of the songs are named after any of those characters Mm-mm. or a situation. Like there's no song called Gotham. There's no song right? called like, Asi- what like, is up with you Arkham guys? Asylum. Like, you know, there's nothing that really tells me, like, if I were to not know that this was. Uh, Birds of Prey soundtrack, like let's say Doja Cat put Boss Bitch on one of her normal albums. Yeah, I would. Right, I would have still listened to it. I feel like Tia and Tamara is more of a nerdcore song than Boss Bitch is, because ner- Tia and Tamara. It's sure it's not comic books, but it's still referencing. It's like... still referencing. Um, it's still referencing like an old show that she liked. And then she themed the song. Something that she herself is nerdy about. Yeah. Even though she's just naming her titties after Titties! Titties! Her and Rico in that song were so cute. It was a cute video. I was like, okay, this looks super Nickelodeon right now with all the colors. Like pastel Nickelodeon. Um... And then, like, they're both wearing, like, the cute little outfits that T and Tamara would wear together. Like, the hat and, like, the denim. Like, but, and the song itself is, like, I listen to it when I'm driving really fast. Where is it? This one? Speaking of Doja Cat, I hope she's okay from that video. Oh my gosh, Doja Cat. Raz! Fuck you, Raz! <laughs> fuck you, Raz! Shut the fuck up. <laughs> she was having a moment. I feel like somebody should have been looking out for her in that. Tia Tamara. Tia Tamara. Tia Tamara. But yeah. 
Um, that's my whole point is like, that's more of a nerdcore song. And same thing with Moo because of the visuals. Yes. Like she had anime in there. Like, you know, anyway, so that's my argument with that. I don't think Birds of Prey is a, is necessarily nerdcore at all. Mm. Um, but I can definitely see the anger of that a lot of pop stars are taking now nerdcore like like spices and putting it into their own songs to mm. sell yeah. the music versus where nerdcore artists are really trying to produce music that they played out of nostalgia and because it's a time where they felt really good in their life so they're doing it for more genuine and artistic and uh reasons and um and for reasons of feeling like they want to belong, they want to feel the same as they did as a kid when they used to watch those shows or relate to the content that they're writing about versus where it's like if Doja Cat do- now does a song about like, oh, I'm going to talk about Zelda. She does it for sales. Yeah. You know, so that's the difference. And that's, I think that's where the anger is mostly coming from. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you guys feel like you have a different opinion on that, um, let me know. Correct me. I have nothing. I'm not... I don't want to say I'm set in my ways. I'm set in my ways. I am set in my ways and you cannot change my mind. Oh, no. No, but like, literally, if you guys want to contribute to that conversation, please do. Um, And then... For Big Move Monday, Monday. I want to congratulate, actually, a lot of my nerdcore bays. Yay, bae. From from different places of the world. Um, So, there are now... South by Southwest is now doing an official Nerdcore showcase. Which is amazing. Uh, yeah. If you guys haven't gone to South by Southwest, like, it's really um, a great, 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 great place to be. Uh, I was living in San Antonio and I got to go a few years back. And it's, like, amazing because the city, they kind of, like, shut down just, like, several blocks. And you can just, like, walk from show to show and there's like always something there's all these amazing like street performers some people just show up and like are doing performances um like on the corner and there'll be like big live fucking shows that mm-hmm. like you would pay money to go see and they're just out there maybe they're just promoting like their latest album or whatever or they like people are just popping up mm-hmm. so like it's incredible uh yeah go if you can yeah, like, I, I agree. Like, I haven't been there yet, but that's, like, a goal of mine to go next year to check okay. it out as press. Yes. Um, and, like, you know, if South by Southwest had, like, a jazz stage, I would try to maybe try to sneak in, like, mm. 7th Street. But I don't know what their stages are like. So their stages... Because literally... 7th Street is more like a modern jazz thing, so, like, snarky puppy, right? Yeah. Like, not, like, an old school, like, I'm Glenn Miller in the mood type of shit. No, they literally, like, will take over restaurants and things. Um, so, like, wherever they can find places for a stage, like, it'll be, like, nightclubs and things. Mm-hmm. So they're just taking over venues, um, and you can, like, just walk from venue to venue with your pass and things like that. Or you can buy um, tickets to individual shows, just depending on how your funds are set up. Mm-hmm. Um, then they do have, like, the actual, um, like, theaters and things that they're um, having shows in. So it really just depends on, like, who you're trying to see, what their setup is like, you know, if they have a lot of people in their band, if not. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, like, more DJ style. Uh, so really, yeah. Yeah, like, I, again, shout-outs to, um, you know, people who I... I'm going to say those who I know first and then kind of go down the list. But, like, definitely congrats to Lex, the Lexicon artist. Uh, she's, like, basically, she's she went to school out here in Oakland. 
um, went to, I believe she went to UC Berkeley, became a rapper. Um, and she has been fucking grinding hard since, like she said, the moment that she said, I want to be a rapper, she's just been like on her Doing shit. Doing it. I'm going to be a rapper. So she now lives in New York, but I want to congratulate her first and foremost because like we're like really good friends and she has worked really hard to get to where she's at. I also want to congratulate Sky Blue, who I previously had on the podcast at Mag West. Um, so he's going to be at that same showcase. Um, I've also uh, met Samus, Dualcore, um, those who I have not, uh, Shubzilla. Um, I haven't met Bill Beats, but Bill Beats will be there, who is her kind of like her other half for her group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other people who I've heard of, but also like keep on the radar is people such as Kadesh Flow, IQ, Breakfast System, Karamesis, OM1, um, Crunk Witch, MC Chris, and MC Frontalot. Yeah, all of these cheesy names, right? MC front a lot. MC front a lot. Uh, But yeah, like, I congratulations to you guys for making this happen and carrying on the nerdcore traditions, and you know, making it more, more and more um, seen. Like, that's the biggest thing. Is like, this shouldn't be an art form that should be hidden. Uh, This is an art form that should be um, celebrated. And so, and just because of the fact that we use this music to really relate back to things that make us really happy or feel empowered. Um, So, yeah, I think, again, Big Move Monday, dedicated to that group. Um, and I hope the show goes well. If you guys are at South by Southwest that weekend, um, it's going to be in Austin, Texas, like uh, Kylie Too Smart said. It's going to be on March 21st, and their showcase is going to be at 7 p.m. at the Flamingo Cantina. Yes. And so that's a, yeah, make your, make it there. It's always fun and intimate, too. Like, yes, like, it's not, it's not going to be one of those stages where you're going to be, like, sardined, and if you want to see more music, which everybody should, like, you know, broaden their catalog of what music they should be listening to, um, go to there, because, like, I'm not saying they're not going to be crowded. If they get crowded, yes, they're winning. Yeah. But usually with a lot of your core shows that I go to, it's very intimate, and it's a nice setting, and you could actually talk to the artists. Like, it's, there's no, like, oh, look, there's Kanye, and you have to, like, squeeze and, like, make your way to, to get to Kanye just to say that I talked to Kanye, guys. Like, yeah, it's okay. not really satisfying when you meet people on that. Well, I'm just using it as an article because sometimes... Yeah. No, plus I feel like... um nerdcore artists are really like in touch with their fan base too like they do Mm -hmm. really want to talk to other people who connect with their music because it is something that's personal to them and like you can't fake that yeah can't fake the funk can't fake the funk Why must I be like that? Why must I chase the cat? Nothing but the dog in me. Oh, it was great. Oh, that was a nice... That yeah, nice what? <laughs> Dumb. Okay, um, alright, so I didn't have any ideas on back on bullshit. Well, so I was just wanting to bring up a few things. The San Jose Arts Advocates. Okay. Uh, so I ran into them actually before I saw your show at Art Boutique. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they had just brought in like some young jazz musicians from like San Jose High School. Um, they had a really beautiful like art display. And they were talking about um, advocating for the arts in San Jose. Okay. Um, basically getting things done on like a legislative level. Nice. I guess um, in San Jose back like a few years back when the markets weren't doing so good, housing markets and everything, they had pulled a lot of funds from um, the art community Mm -hmm. and they haven't given those funds back yet. (laughs) 
So uh, they were talking a lot about, um, you know, signing petitions and going to city um, hall meetings. And they were like, you know, there's a, not too, like artists um, are a tight knit community and, you know, not too many people are comfortable with going and maybe like speaking in front of like their legislators. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you could just show up and, you know, one person can speak and say, hey, like, all these people are here in support of the arts. All these people are um, benefiting from these programs. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if you guys could check them out, sjartsadvocates.org. Mm -hmm. um, they were setting up all kinds of things, lunches and um, like gallery shows, music shows, just learning about different issues affecting the communities, how you want your funds to be allocated. Um, they were talking about, you know, increasing some of the art funds and some mm -hmm. of the music funds for schools that have been cut or that are coming from like private donations and things like that. Okay. Um, yeah, so changing some of the laws around that. So I was like, all right, that's cool. I love it. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. I was like, oh man. I, it, and it was really random too. We just happened to be walking by and like heard some music mm -hmm. coming out of an art gallery and we're like, let's go check it out. Mm -hmm. And they had food and music and like the artists were there next to their artwork and mm -hmm. talked to us and we we're talking about what they're planning on doing. They're going to be going to Sacramento um, and sitting in on some of those. Um, yeah. House no, that's and awesome. Like, yeah, any way that we want to try to keep the arts alive is like a big deal. Like it, it's one of those things that there's so much things that you can learn with logic and your regular jobs, but like to, in order for you to kind of keep your heart alive, like you, you have to find something that's artistically moving. Yes. And so, um, having a, a, an initiative to, you know, making sure that to emphasize like arts are important. Arts have always been important. Arts are so important. Like they, it's not a new thing and it's not an unnecessary thing because it really utilizes, um, you know, your creativity, um, you know, improvisation, um, passion, and these are things that people should have as like a foundation to just their entire whole. Um, so I'm really glad to know that you uh, put this out because I know you were talking about it Feeling before. your entire whole. Sorry. So sorry. Uh, the other thing I wanted to put out there is the Monterey Bay Blues Festival. Oh, uh, yes. 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 So, um... If you guys are not familiar, uh, Monterey Bay puts on a fantastic show. Um, they pull in students. They pull in like big names that are coming in uh, this year. Let's see. I should have had this pulled up before. Yeah, Monterey Blues Festival has been like one of the longest running festivals in Monterey. Yeah, talk about it. Speak on it. Yeah, like I've performed there when I was a teenager for like an honor band one time. And it's just really fun. Like everyone's out there in their best auntie and uncle. Oh, uh, I love that ensembles outfits. and everyone's there to just have a good time and relax um, and again it's a, another it's another organization that really helps keep music alive and people together unified yeah community outreach is real like yeah they get all their main volunteers and everything uh, usually like locally mm -hmm. I, I remember when I was at like NPC we did a lot of work with them uh, and that was just great they're gonna be playing what Saturday the 27th at the Monterey Fairgrounds. Um, they've got some big artists this year. My brother is actually involved. Mm -hmm. If you want to go check him out, Guidance, he plays blues, rock, reggae. And uh, he's actually going to be bringing in uh, John Popper. Nice. Yes. yes. So 
you guys should check that out if you want um, earlier bird tickets you can contact me um, early bird tickets I want to say the grounds are $30 and the VIP is a hundred mm -hmm. um, I believe it's for that whole weekend okay. so yeah hit me up um, that's gonna be really dope I'm looking forward to it they're still um, tracking down like different artists that they're gonna have so the set list isn't complete um, but I can just tell you already it's gonna be amazing yeah it's always gonna be a good time like it, if you leave I don't know I don't know anybody who leaves the blues festival in, a, in like a terrible yeah, I don't know anybody who leaves any, like, the Monterey Fairgrounds has such a great um, vibe. Yeah. There's so many different stages. Mm -hmm. There's so many, like, uh, the, the vendors that come out. Mm -hmm. Like, the food is always great. The freaking art is always amazing. Mm -hmm. Blues festival, reggae festival, jazz festival, like, they're all incredible. Yes. They like, even started opening up and doing, like, EDC, which I think is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> not in that fairground <laughs> Ooh, I Be people would be running okay this is my criticism criticize please Chris criticism Christy uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I've seen so much horse shit on that on the floor on like the fairgrounds grounds true the ground ground because there is a big like literal horse shit yeah literal horse shit because people bring their farm animals there too for events yeah like for the fair for the fair and you can still, you can for the actual fair. And I've seen like, you know, Ooh. cows like shit on the thing. So like to do an EDM festival there. Ooh, all those baby ravers with no shoes. Ah, e -coli. E -coli. <laughs> um, but no, like I just, that would be really fun. It would just be really loud. Um, because the jazz festival itself is already loud and like the sound systems for that are really reasonably like leveled. <laughs> Imagine just like looking up the top of Yosemite Street in Seaside and you just see lights like woo, 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 woo. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's what I wanna uh, we're doing it. Like just like everyone in Seaside's going like, what the fuck? I can't. And it's gonna be louder. Behind Mescal Heights, <laughs> Mescal Heights is gonna call the police, and they're like ten miles away from the fairgrounds. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like, yes, please check out these events. Like, again, uh, check out the Monterey Bay Blues Festival. Uh, if you need tickets, please hit up Kylie Too Smart. You yes. can always reach her on Facebook. Facebook, Instagram. I even have the Twitters. On the Twitters. So uh, just go ahead and hit her up. Other than that, um, I do have a couple of interviews that I will be getting to very yes. soon. I'm working on trying to get uh, DJ Tayukin scheduled. Uh, DJ Tayukin is a young uprising nerdcore producer um who is hungry for more expose expose no i'm just joking he's I shown a little with, ankle i know he's shown a little ankle yeah. yeah i'm excited no but like he uh <laughs> is trying to get his legacy going so i was going to interview him he's been like Yay. really fantastic to work with and uh get to know um so like dj Tayuken. Um, and then, again, if you guys want to check out any of my previous interviews, please check out G1 to the Rescue, part of the Map Mania podcast, also a producer, rapper, singer from uh, Arizona area. And then also, again, like, just to kind of, like, I don't really talk about any of the previous interviews that I've done, but, like, there's a whole list. She's done so many. I've done so many. So many. So There's, like, many. 
80 some odd episodes yeah, prior so to like, this. Which I think is still so crazy that you just kept them all as like one season. Ma'am. Yeah, I know. And so like, you know, I have Ill Exotic. I have everybody that I spoke to from Mag West. A buddy of mine from New York named Daniel O. Um, and, you know, just like all of the 7th Street Big Band. So yeah, just go through the archives and check out those interviews and see how you feel like they went. And if you have any feedback, always just let me know. Um, but other than that, if you would like to be interviewed and you want to make sure you do that you put yourself out there yes. and like to be seen, please email us at don'tcastindrive at gmail.com. Don't cast in, and I say n like that because like you don't want to say and drive and drive. It's n y. Don't cast and drive. N y. N y drive. Um, also, um, if you want to see any of like published content, just go ahead and find me on Twitter and Instagram as hashtag Don't Cast and Drive, and also please follow my Facebook page at Don't Cast and Drive. Uh, don't forget it's n like nine night night and nay. Uh, other than that, I think that's about it for today's yeah. episode. Thank you for joining us. It's and please stay brawless. 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 Let those boobies go. Like Tia Tamara. Oh, God. <laughs> so special. <laughs>